Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to All About the Archers. I'm Philippa. I'm joined today by Quentin and Lauren and the one and only Lucy Speed, who plays Stella. Yeah. Lucy, welcome. Pleasure. Thank you. Before we go any further, we've got a bit of a reveal for you. So prepare yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I want one. We can send you Everyone one, don't worry. Want one. Oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> and for those listening, I should say that the T-shirts that we revealed to Lucy have lesbian mentor and attractor on. Uh, all of Stella's favourite things. Oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> I, I mean, what's spoken by me, but I think, yeah, me David could come up with that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that that was going yeah. to happen? Did you know that that phrase, lesbian mentor, was going to be used? Yeah, and I pulled it out of the script said, this is an iconic line, this is brilliant. And I was already like, I need to get a T-shirt made up. And it has been mentioned in the sort of dispatches of the archers several times since. <laughs> And our boss mentioned it at 20,000th episode party. <laughs> really? <laughs> Proud to be a lesbian mentor, yeah. As it turned out, she was slightly sort of predatory lesbian instead, wasn't she? Because she wasn't being a mentor at all. <laughs> she was totally... She knew what she wanted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll go with it, though. It was just, as you say, it was one of those phrases yeah. that was amazing. When you started playing Stella, did you have any idea of how magnificent a character she was going to be? No, because they said, well, we don't really know much. Just kind of like see what happens sort of thing. I just, and I didn't have any background. I didn't even have a surname. So I was like, I didn't <laughs> know anything. I didn't know that she was a lesbian. I didn't know anything about her. It was just a kind of, which is what they do. They kind of do this organic development with you sort of thing. Yeah. And I just knew that I wanted her to be a capable businesswoman and the scripts came in like that and they were they were right from the off they she obviously knew what she was doing and I just thought this is quite a male dominated world a traditionally sort of male I mean I live on an old farm the farmer sold it because he's one day coming down at you know 4am heard his three daughters around the arga going do you want to be a farmer no do you want to be a farmer no so I just thought what's interesting that she wasn't from a farming 
family and that she then became this career farmer. And, and I really loved the early scripts. I mean, literally the first two years was just her and her work. And I just thought, what a refreshing thing that this is a female character that isn't defined by who she's sleeping with or mm-hmm. her emotions or anything. She's just defined by the fact that the guys really respect her in a very male-dominated world for her yeah. work. And I sort of gleaned from that that you can't be that successful in this industry if you're not a good people person. And that was where I wanted her to be, is that she's good with people. And although she's forthright and direct, she respects everybody when she's talking to them. She talks in a direct fashion to them as if they understand everything. She's been quite good with some of the younger members so I just think that her key thing is about people management. I mean, there's not really any agenda there. She loves her work so much mm. that she just wants everything to be as efficient and, and brilliant. And she knows that that means happy workers. She's just learned that keeping other people happy or listening to them or being good at being a manager is a key to success. And I quite like that. Are you surprised, Lucy, that such a big deal has been made out of what is, I suppose, the first proper lesbian relationship in the Archers? I mean, it is 2023, for goodness sake. I'm not surprised, actually, because I think that we cover, there's so much on TV and film and radio about gay relationships, but there isn't a massive representation of lesbian relationships. I think that we kind of go, okay, if there's a gay relationship, it covers, you know, gay females as well. Whereas actually, I think it's quite an interesting slant, particularly in the arts, just because of the strong female characters that are running farms in a male, very male world. I love the fact that her and Pip have got together because of their joy of farming is where they're allied in their lives and their ambitions. And I can imagine that isn't very easy to be a lesbian farmer in the sense that it probably is now, but it wouldn't definitely wouldn't have been in previously historically. But it makes sense, you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, you've had farmers' wives for centuries that yeah. are, you know, like the backbone of any farm and work just as hard. Do you feel, Lucy, like you've you've learned loads about farming? Since you've been Tons in the park. Yeah. And I wanted to be a farmer when I was younger. This is the, it would be mm. my dream thing to just be with the animals. And I've got some land around me and I'm like, I want to buy that land and just put old animals on it and just do, you know. I was asked by Farming Today to co-host and judge an, uh, an award for the Food and Farming Awards, which is quite just farming thing. And it was for progressive farming, which is Stella's thing. And so we looked at all these these applications you know, nearly a hundred of them, discussed it with Charlotte Smith, who I adore. And we then went and visited the three finalists and we talked to soil experts, dung beetle experts. I've learned so much about soil. <laughs> and so much of it is what I talk about Estella. And I was genuinely massively interested and excited about it. And I feel like I could just go and talk to farmers about soil for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Weaver, poor Weaver? Because I don't know if you're aware of how distraught we all were and how angry we were with Alistair. We felt he didn't deliver appropriate levels of veterinary skills. Oh, Alistair. I think he would have done everything he could for the dog. The feeling was, Lucy, that if Jacob had looked after Weaver, Weaver would still be alive. <laughs> oh, you're a mercenary lot. That's so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, if you blame anyone, it's the writers and producers that say, right, Weaver's... <laughs> I mean, maybe that sound effect, that dog was just really expensive and there just wasn't any room for him. But I remember... Um, when I did it, I wanted her to be efficient about it and privately grieve. But when we were doing the scene, when I was just talking to a table, there wasn't a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you had to dig deep. <laughs> I just got really emotional about it. 
And I think they actually just took the take that wasn't as emotional because I just fell apart and couldn't speak. It and made me just, so emotional. Yeah. I, I just lost my cat at the time. So I was really like, it was raw yeah. and I really felt it. It was lovely. But thank you for the lovely performance. It really like helped me a lot. Well, I know that some people probably don't want to be reminded of it, but I thought that it is important. I mean, I've had horses all my life and, and worked on farms and stuff with horses. And, you know, animals die mm. and they're particularly on farms. And uh, farmers have to deal with that and they have to disassociate from that sometimes. And I'm not talking about animals that you take to slaughter. I'm talking about beloved animals. I think it was an important thing to include that farmers do get upset, that, you know, mistakes can happen, that we can have emotions about animals, but we all have to carry on. And I mean, I'm a great animal lover, so, you know. But I think working on farms has made me much more... When I was a kid, I just wanted to rescue everything that was on four legs or two legs or whatever. But it's made me realise about the evolution and an animal's life. I'm not saying it wasn't sad. I just think it's really part of a farmer's world. The whole cycle of life is part of a farmer's world. And it was interesting to hear it. And also, on the other hand, I think it was really important that Stella stayed because lots of people don't stay with their animals when they're put down. Yeah. And I think it's important that she was there. Lucy, will, will the guinea pigs survive under uh, George's care? Guinea pigs are, we used to have some guinea pigs. And my daughter was not interested at all. And I was going out at night in the wind and the rain across the field because we had some free-range chickens with a heat pad because I was worried that they were cold with a heat pad every night. And then every day I'd be washing their little furry heat pad cover and doing all this stuff. I thought, what am I doing? I'm just literally a PA to some guinea pigs. They weren't interested in me at all. They didn't want to cuddle, but they were literally like, God, it's that servant again. They, yeah. Who knows what goes on in a mind of a guinea pig? They're, they're just a mystery to me. I've been really enjoying hearing the relationship between Pip and Stella blossom. Oh, good. I feel like I absolutely tapped it from almost the first moment they met. I thought, there's something here, there's something here. So building that chemistry, yeah, love to hear it. But I just want to hear about the kissing. How do you do the kissing? <laughs> Is it hand kissing? Yeah, you, you sort of have to sort of, you know, get close to the mic and just yeah. snog your own hand. Wow. <laughs> well, Daisy and I get on great, so it's not awkward at all. You're so great together. I love hearing it. Was it easy to build the chemistry between the pair of you? Yeah, and she's lovely. She's so lovely and fun and sweet and kind and just uber laid back. I mean, yeah. she's nothing like Pip. She's the least uptight person you'll ever ever meet hips are uptight Dave is just nothing like Pip at all she's just divine and she's a beautiful little baby now and she's oh Oh, lovely and she's so laid back and I mean I was up late with my first and just exhausted I was like are you okay you're right and she was like that having the best time oh (laughs) wow you've had so many scenes with lots of different people Stella has is there anyone that you haven't had scenes with that you really would love to if you could spend five minutes in Ambridge whose door would you be knocking on oh I love all of them really who would I be knocking I do love Brad and Mia (laughs) they're my faves too I love everybody and there's loads I don't cross over with I never really get much with Helen and, you know, hopefully over time that will happen. And I think probably when now Stella's more involved in the emotional side of the village, then that will work. I, I kind of really like the pub scenes because you can just drop into different people you wouldn't normally. Is the green room the same as other green rooms? Because obviously, you know, you've worked extensively. The green room is always the same. It's always actors sitting around moaning, anecdoting, <laughs> children. Making each other tea, genuinely enjoying. The actors are really great at just sitting around chatting. 
and really enjoy sitting around chatting and telling stories. There's always like a guest actor in that we all sort of interrogate and get all excited about seeing. And, and also because you're always working with different people, you're always excited to see somebody you might not have seen them for a few months. Or, you know, I've never really had any scenes with Ben, who plays Ben Archer, but quite often in the same episode, I'm always really chuffed to see him. Like, what are you doing? And they're all going, what happened to that thing that you were doing? And you catch each other up on the last three months of your life or whatever. It's really sweet. And we do have a little cider club thing that if you're in studio on certain days, you go out with all, all the PCs, the production secretaries, and the, well, like everybody involved in it. They go on a little cider trail sort of pub crawl thing. Pub. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. You, you, you were no stranger to soaps. I mean, you were in the East Enders for quite a few years. How does your experience in a radio soap compare to a TV soap? Well, East Enders was only eight years old when I joined it, and I was 17. And there was 21 million viewers and it was just a different era. So the radio is really, it's very different being at EastEnders now, I think, as far as recognition is concerned. But that, it was insane. I'd been acting before I went in it and it wasn't something I'd really considered part of my thing. I was an anonymous jobbing actor. And so radio really suit me. I don't have to get dressed up. It doesn't matter what it looked like. I don't have to learn the lines. It's just the most blissful way to work. Like people don't really know what, what you look like, I guess. And, and yeah. I think people are disappointed to see what you look like because they obviously create images in yeah. their mind. But yeah, any soap, I quite enjoy the quick turnaround of it. Some people don't, but I do. And I mean, I did rep when I was younger and stuff. I quite, I quite like that constant sort of turnaround of stuff and not labouring over anything. Oh. But I mean, I, I enjoy all the different mediums, so it suits me. But yeah, radio's perfect. I wanted to be in radio rep when I was younger, but I could never get on it. It was like the hallowed ground that every actor wanted to be on yeah i feel like i finally made my radio dream job yeah yeah amazing fantastic if you were living it in the archers who do you think you'd be pals with in terms of characters would i be pals with ian yeah lots of pizza yeah i'd be pals with ian (laughs) hard to disassociate what you know of the actors and yeah, I bet. Oh, probably everybody, all the older characters, because I'd just be sitting with them in the pub because I just love to listen to all the older people's anecdotes. Um, Linda Snell, probably. Yeah. I really <laughs> love her. But I was a massive fan of Carol Boyd before I even went there. So, you know. Oh, wow. I guess I'd be just friends with everybody. Stella's friends with her. I think I'd be a lot like Stella. She's just kind of just moving between different groups, but never really rooting down in one in particular place but not addict but but not adam <laughs> maybe not adam i don't know because i love andrew plays him so much and i really actually enjoyed stella and adam's friendship um and i was a bit disappointed when that i hope that they become friends again okay um but what i've tried to play is that stella just felt let down by somebody she'd let in so, you know we all felt let both. down by him yeah yeah so maybe that hurt well she'll get over that and it and it will be repaired. I don't think he meant to do any harm, really. I think he just was genuinely grieving and was just a bit no, scared of his dad. I think, I think you're being too nice, Lucy. He was duplicitous. <laughs> he was a, he behaved appallingly. I could almost feel the cogs turning as he was sort of saying things. I was thinking, no. he's yeah. thinking this through. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, know, nah. I know. I think he's a changed character. I think he's... I think he's, he's on, the, on a different pathway to enlightenment. <laughs> I think it's very interesting because that that scene you performed at Hay and visually it came across I think quite differently to how 
people heard it just pure as as an audio feed and you I felt yeah. more for Adam during that scene than I would have I yes, think if I'd right. just listened yeah. to it. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm getting. I'm looking at the actor who looks more contrite than the than the voice sounds, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lucy, it's just wonderful to talk to you. I think we've all got crushes on Stella and we all want Stella to be around for forever. So it's just been a joy to talk to you and we appreciate you coming on so much. Thank you. That's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I should just say, we'll be back as normal midweek for a midweek roundup of what's happened in the Archers so far. You can find us on YouTube. There'll be a longer version of this on YouTube or on Facebook, Instagram. So from all of us, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.